Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel to all decks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. Today, we are going to give our opinions on maybe some of the happenings of 2022 of Star Trek, and we're going to answer a few random Trek questions. So it should be fun. Should be fun. So stay with us for a little while. We'll try to have a little Trek-centric fun here. On the podcast with me today is none other than the Historian Cal Jones. How are you doing, Mr. Jones? You know what? I am good. I'm not complaining. And as always, I'm happy to talk to you guys. Cool beans, man. We're glad to have you on. And also on the podcast, we have none other than Jonathan Shorts. How are you, man? I am doing great, man. Doing great. Excited to shoot the breeze and talk some random trick with you guys. I am interested to see what road we go down here. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Either way, I get to talk trick. I get to talk with two great friends. So it's all good either way. We are streaming live on our different outlets. So, of course, you should be following us there on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. We're streaming on all those three platforms. So please tune in there. Thank you all for listening. What we do on this podcast is review each and every episode of Star Trek and sometimes just talk random Star Trek nonsense. And, you know, all things Trek is kind of what we do. Jonathan, I want to start off by getting into the answer for last week's Trek trivia. Do you even have the question in front of you? I put you on the spot here. So uh, we were discussing uh, the Prodigy episode where the Admiral Janeway was kind of being sprung out across space in a warp bubble to meet up with Dial to switch bodies or whatever the case may be. Anyway, we had two people suspended between two ships in space inside of a warp bubble <laughs> created around both ships. So we have seen this sort of thing happen before, which was on season four, episode 16 of Star Trek Enterprise. Best intro song ever. Uh, and that, <laughs> Of course. That, that episode was called Divergence Part 2. The question was, what was the real life inspiration for this process of suspending someone between two ships in motion? And of course, we once again got feedback from the great Harold Connor, who is always on it. This guy <laughs> is amazing. This guy. <laughs> and Harold writes, just listen to the most recent episode. First, wishing Jonathan all the best in his recovery. I'm not 100% sure I understand what answer he's looking for, but it sounds like he's referencing a boson's chair. You often see window washers using these, but the name comes from old naval tradition where high ranking officers were lifted on board ships rather than suffering the indignity of actually climbing aboard like regular folks. Boson chairs <laughs> are used to perform work suspended in the air, but they are also used to transfer people between ships across a line between the ships. I could never do what window washers do, add in two ships moving and hanging from a line between them, and it doesn't sound like fun to me. John, I want to ask you, sir, is this the correct answer? Man, it is exactly correct. And most of it is almost word for word my answer. Really? So I'll read my answer just so you can get a comparison. The process of transferring a crewman between starships with a tethered line is based on the wet Navy practice of using a bolson's chair to transfer a high ranking officer from one ship to another through a line tied to the ship's mast. Mm, never would have got it. 
Okay, so full disclosure, full disclosure, and listen, they say I'm the trick story, but listen, <laughs> it's facts like that I will never come up with. Mm-hmm. So just for people who don't know, when you're watching Amazon Prime, watching Trick on Amazon Prime, pause in certain scenes and go up to your options, and they do have a trivia, a trivia section, mm-hmm. and that's where I found that question. Awesome. And I kind of Googled around for that question, too. Also, I noticed that and people may already know this, but there's also often trivia on IMDb as well. So uh, a good source of trivia there. Cal, I know we've had more than a few uh, Doctor Who trivia quotes that we've got (coughs) from various places that we use on that show as well. Indeed. All right. Before we get into our burning questions, I guess. Two things. First, I want to ask everybody what they've been watching, kind of what they've been into. That's off track, non-track related. Does anybody have anything new that they've been getting into or watching lately? So I guess one honorable mention, and this is the most recent thing I've watched, although I'm not happy about the ending, not because it was a bad ending, just because I didn't want it to turn out that way. But uh, have you guys heard of Kaleidoscope? No. What is now, okay. you, may have, you may have mentioned it before. That may No, be I haven't. This is new. This is a new series on Netflix and they are working. They're they're trying something new. So Kaleidoscope is a mini series. It's like nine episodes and they're all titled different colors, like the white episode, the red episode, the violet episode. Hmm. So here's what they did. And supposedly this show is like 20 years in the making. But it's a it's a show about the robbery of the century. The group of people going to rob this unpenetrable vault, which that's a common story everywhere. Where this gets fun, Netflix agreed to randomize the episodes for each individual user. Mm. So everybody that logs into Netflix and watches this, they will start with the black episode. Everybody starts with the black black episode. Everybody ends with the white episode. But the six in between are in random order between each person. So I watched it and mine went, for instance, black, orange, violet, yellow, blue. Mm. Well, you can pick it up and yours might be black, blue, purple, orange, yellow. So you get to watch it from a different time in the story. Interesting. Or a different perspective. So and I guess it's just kind of a form thought. So somebody I read recently somewhere, they did the math on it. If you didn't watch the last episode, which is white episode and you just randomized, there was 52,000 random random combinations you could watch this in. Jeez. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just thought it was a great idea. <laughs> so here's my question. Is it the same story? I mean, is it ultimately the same story? It's ultimately the same story. But here's the thing. So every episode to start off and it'll say like the white episode to come up and say two weeks before the heist where your next episode may be the blue episode and say 24 years before the heist. Mm. And then another episode will be say a day after the heist. So I came in like I forget the names of the episode, but I started. It was like a week before the heist. The next one was 12 years before the heist. The next one was three days before the heist. The next one was 24 years before the heist. And the next one was the morning after the heist. But you don't actually watch the heist till the last episode, the white episode. And everybody watches that last. See, this is this is different from what I thought it was. I thought it was maybe the same scenario we're just watching it from a bunch of different angles a different person's perspective but it looks like these extra episodes are filling in the, the entire story yeah so you get the whole story there's a beginning and an end to the story but you're coming at it from different time perspectives 
Mm. And I think that's going to influence you in how you perceive the story. Right. Exactly. So depending on which perspective you come in, you kind of supposedly, which I've only watched it from one perspective, supposedly you kind of will lean more toward one specific character. And then there's some, of course, some backstabbing and treachery (laughs) involved. And you got to figure out who betrayed who and whether they got away with it or not or so, and answering all those questions kind of depends on what order you watch it. Anyway, that's a long way. I got a lot more, but I already wasted all my time on that. So, Kaleidoscope, <laughs> check it out. Mr. Jones, you have anything that you've been watching lately? Actually, that- I've been binging a lot of stuff lately, believe it or not. That is not Doctor Who. That's not Star Trek. So, here's just a few of the things that I've been watching lately. These next three are on uh, BritBox in the U.S. That's Shakespeare and Hathaway, Scott mm. and Bailey. Line of Duty, and then I'm watching on Apple TV, Apple Original, Truth Be Told, and then I found a comedy called The Carmichael Show that I've been binging lately. So all of those except for um, Line of Duty that I just started this weekend, I binged all of them. Awesome sauce, awesome sauce. And as for me, the only thing I've really been watching is uh, (laughs) uh, a a lot of Project Runway. What? <laughs> I've been watching fire. My, I've been watching you're my fire. girlfriend, man. No, you're fire. She probably doesn't even like it. You're just using her as a we're, scapegoat. We're, we're no, there's to. nothing. Hey, for anyone listening, there's nothing wrong with Project Runway. <laughs> no, seriously, no. A, a lot of football, and um, I don't want to talk about football right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad the Bad Batch is back, so I'm I'm ready to dive into more of that, which I'm really enjoying. I watched all of Willow, this the series on Disney Plus, which is a follow up to the 1980s movie, which was pretty, really, pretty enjoyable but different. I love that movie. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much I love it. Willow. You, you should I, definitely go. I've home. never seen it. <laughs> oh, man. You should. Well, I don't know. I hadn't seen it in like 20 years. It's, but. it's definitely nostalgic. You see, I mean, spoiler, but it connects heavily to the old show. And of course, the the actor who plays Willow is back. Excuse me for not remembering his name. But but awesome. but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's different. It's a very modern take now. That may throw you off a little bit because it's, it's a very modern take um, gotcha but yeah I, I enjoyed it for what it was it's more geared toward teens i guess but i enjoyed that warwick warwick davis is yeah, that who warwick that is? davis yes i should be slapped for not knowing that but yes warwick davis cal i want to ask you about this show on amc plus and it reminded me of this show that's uh, on disney plus that's called the tales of the jedi i saw something that's called the tales of the walking dead do you have no, any idea what that is is that a streaming only thing or is that something that's airing on the normal uh, channel. I'm not sure if it aired on the normal or not, but I know it's, you know, like a few background stories on The Walking Dead, which, as a side note, the entire Walking Dead, knowing that the universe is continuing with all these different spinoffs, doesn't really take The Walking Dead to a conclusion. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Are you still into Walking Dead as much as you were, sir? That's that's the question I have for you. I will probably be watching. I'll give these spinoffs a chance, but they don't have one central character that I loved. So I don't know if I will be or not. I will be on board for the Michonne Rick storyline. So, Cal, let me ask you a question. So I just started watching The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know I'm I'm about 10 years late or whatever. 
Should I continue? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Why yes. should I continue, Kyle? Because it's what? It is not about the zombies. <laughs> okay. You know what, though? You know what? Since, since I've been watching it, and full disclosure, I did a couple of years ago, like, pick it up, and I watched, like, the first six episodes, and I stopped. So I just picked back up from there, and I've watched, like, all the way up to mid-season two. And what I've noticed, you're exactly right. Like, you rarely are thinking about the zombies. You're is more. I'm more enthralled in the soap opera of it all. <laughs> so, so, Jonathan, do you know why we were laughing about it's not about the zombies? No. So several years ago, Clarence kept telling me I needed to watch The Walking Dead. I didn't listen to him. And he kept saying, it's not about the zombies. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there was this person that is a reactor or a streamer suggested that to me. And all of a sudden, I started watching Walking Dead. And then it was like, yeah, I've been telling you to watch that for years and you never would. So that's where that joke comes from. Ah, uh, gotcha. So the ultimate moral of this story is that Cal never listens to Clarence. That's what we're getting here. <laughs> How dare you, Cal? I'm sorry. Did you say something? <laughs> oh, oh, dear. But no, uh, seriously, Clarence was 100% right because that that literally has become one of the my most favorite storylines of all time because of how well written it was and the emotional moments and all that. So, Kyle, I got one more question for you. Do you believe there is a coming zombie apocalypse? Mm, anything's possible, but I mean, who knows? <laughs> I mean, after COVID, like, well, on a, well, to be brutally honest, COVID in many ways kind of turned me off a little bit to The Walking Dead mm. simply because of we're sitting here in a you know, think about 2020, you're sitting in your homes and the earlier in 2020 you were, the more scared you were to get out of your house, etc. So I think for a lot of people, The Walking Dead lost some of its appeal because in mm. a way we lived through an interesting, not a zombie apocalypse, but <laughs> close enough. But close you were scared enough. to go out yeah. to right. some degree. That makes sense. I never thought that through. But yeah, you're right. And after talking a little bit about, you know, what we're watching, which I really enjoyed. Thank you, guys. I do want to ask you guys, do you have any highlights from 2022 in Star Trek? We got Discovery, Picard, Lower Decks, and, uh, of course, Prodigy. We got a little bit, all of the all the new shows, in fact. So I wanted to ask you guys, is there any standout things uh, from 2022 that you'd like to highlight or bring up before we get into, uh, I guess, our main topics? You know what? And the year is so long, right? Yeah. But it's still always hard to place things in time. So you don't know if it happened last year or the year before. Well, I'm just strictly speaking Star Trek things in general. So William Shatner going to space. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, well, some would argue it wasn't quite space, but <laughs> we're not going to get into semantics of it. <laughs> so I thought... I thought that was a very, to me, as a Trek fan, I thought that was very significant to see. Yeah. And it's just the, I don't know the word to use for it. I don't know if you say irony or whatever, but to me, like, that was an emotional moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great moment. And great Michelle moment. Nichols. We lost Michelle Nichols. Yeah. Very so, sad. I don't know. What about you guys? I could uh, keep rattling off things. but see, see, you went deep with it. I was going to go, you know, like. 
you know, just kind of skimmed the surface here, but you went deep. So I got to give you <laughs> props there. But for me, I think if I look at Star Trek in 2022, I think it's a given that on some level, we may not like all of it, but we like Discovery. We like Picard. But I think for me, the standout <laughs> moment of entire for Star Trek last year was Prodigy. Yeah. Not Strange New Worlds? Yeah. Oh, Strange New Worlds. See, I forgot about that. And it was good, too. But but still, I, I'm i a Voyager fan. So mm. seeing those Voyager callbacks and right. seeing something out of Prodigy that was so damn good. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah. And I have to agree, Prodigy was something that I hoped would be good, but I really never expected it to be at the level which it was, especially when we're saying, oh, this is a kid show. So I really never expected it to be as good as it was. And it just like fired on all cylinders and was quite amazing. So I expected it to be hokey. I mean, seriously, I, I really, <laughs> oh, no, seriously, you know, not inappropriate or anything like that. I just figured it was going to be ages five to seven or something, you know, something really cutesy and whatever. And it wasn't. Well, it was good. Because you got uh, Lower Decks, right? And Lower Decks was kind of made to seem more of that line between kid and adult animation, right? So we're thinking, all right, well, Nickelodeon is going to put out an animated trick. There's that's going to be really, really Nickelodeon ish. <laughs> and that's kind of what I made up a word there. Yeah. And it wasn't right. Like it blew us away. Like it stood up with the rest of the series that we've gotten new. Like, yeah, I think we've enjoyed Prodigy just as much as we've enjoyed, if not better, some of the Discovery and Picard episodes. I do have to say, for me personally, too, if we're just talking about the episodes of Trek last year, Strange New Worlds was a standout to me because it's what since we started this podcast and we were talking, we we're going to talk about the new Trek. We were excited to get Trek back and me being a tricky. I wanted that good old fashioned feel of Star Trek and Discovery was great. Yes, I liked it. Picard was great. Yes, I liked it. Lower Decks. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I mean, Lower Decks was good, but. Like Strange New Worlds gave me what I was looking for when we started this whole podcast. When we started talking about Trek coming back to television, that's what I was looking for. And we got that in 2022. Yeah, it's, it's so funny because Strange New Worlds, we hoped that it was going to be good. We saw what Anton Mount and, and the crew of the Enterprise at that time did on the second season of Star Trek Discovery. And anticipation was high because the fans are the ones who kind of made this, at least we like to believe to, made this, <laughs> this show a reality. And yeah, it just did not disappoint. No. So that is what I expected to be good and like was just above my expectations anyway. And and also, you know, when you talk about Prodigy, again, I, I never expected to be as good as it was. So, yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm loving, loving what they're doing over in Prodigy. But guys, we're going to go ahead and um, start to wrap this up. We're going to get some questions. And these questions came from the Internet. <laughs> and they, I mean, they're, they're OK questions, but my hope is that they spur more conversation, better conversation. So I will pick one at random. Oh, boy. <laughs> so the question is, did the synthetics from the future at the end of Star Trek Picard season one have a name? And for that matter, I want to expand on the question. For that matter, do we have any idea where they're going with that? Or will we ever hear anything about that ever again? Uh, so 
And I know we, uh, Clarence, you and I discussed these questions before. And forgive me because I do not remember the answer. So I'm just going to go off of basic knowledge here. But I think the answer is, did they have a name? I don't think they had a name. I think they were just called synths or synthetics. Yeah, maybe. synth liberators or something like that. I don't something know. like that. Yeah. But honestly, I, I don't know. But Picard, like they brought this on and I was excited for it. And then they kind of just ran it against a wall and left it there. So I don't really know where they're going with it and what mm. to expect from it. And then my question that just popped into my head from what you just said is if we know this season of Star Trek Picard is the last, will we see a bookend to that in some way? Well, that's the thing that scares me about Picard, 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 or Capitan <laughs> in, in general, is that they, even with the second season, it seems like we had these threads that we may never or maybe sometime way in the future might get an answer for. I really wish they would have had a little more finality to this great big synthetic storyline. And then these aliens from the future, which we see peek through this portal and they're gone and we know nothing else. So even with season two, I feel like there were things that we didn't really get a complete answer on. So I'm hoping in this final, final season of Picard that maybe we'll get some answers. So I think I'm kind of on the opposite end of you guys on Picard. Like, I really loved Picard. Mm. And I think Picard was really good. The only Mm. problem I have (laughs) with Picard is I think they got so deep and twisted in the storyline that they've lost track of how much time they had to wrap it up. So we got to the last couple episodes and I feel like they said, oh, crap, we got to end this. And then they just like balled it up and said, Bam, there's the end. Yeah. And that's what bothers me with this synthetic thing. They have a great idea, but I think they put too much into it and they're not going to have enough time to end it correctly. Hmm. So let me let me let me throw in a question on Picard real quick. And I'll preface my question by saying, I think with Discovery, there was a definite tonal shift from series one or season one to season two, three and four as a as the way it felt as a story. That said, the characters were recognizable and the characters were recognizable, whether it's season one or season two, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Same, same set. But when I look back on Picard, other than Jean-Luc, for the most part, I feel like you had a vision for season one that is – Season one, a vision for season two that is season, you know, it's almost yeah. like self-contained. Yeah. Do you guys feel that? Yeah, I feel it. And I wish that I'm I'm hoping that we can have this last season where we still have the big overarching thing that we're looking for. But give me these strange new world type episodes in between to where we get some finality, that warm, fuzzy feeling that we love to get with Star Trek and not just constant cliffhanger Eggs on cliffhanger <laughs> and still at the end, we're still kind of left like that was interesting, but there's still some more that I need on this story. I mean, the whole Gerardi Borg thing, you know, I, uh, is that even going to be talked about in the next season? You know, <laughs> well, if they're all gone, you know, yeah. And th- and that goes back to my point. Like, it's so many things they have to wrap up. Yeah. And now we're saying it's going to happen in this last season. Yeah. And I mean, how many episodes are we thinking it's going to be? It's 10 episodes. Yeah. To me, to end everything that they've started in season one or 
wait, season one and two. So everything we started, I think it's going to take a lot more than 10 episodes to wrap it up. So here's what I'm going to say. I don't think we're even going to get a bunch of wrap up. I think it's going to be self-contained simply because you let the majority of the cast go at the, you know, they finished at the end of season two. Yeah. You're bringing back this. This is basically Picard featuring the TNG reunion special. I mean, that's kind of what it it is. And I'm, I'm all for it, too. But if you're reintroducing and finding out where Crusher, where Geordi, where et cetera and so forth and so on have been, you're not going to have time to flesh out and rehash all these others. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's something that's going to have to be dressed in a, another series at some point down the line, you know. But it does leave the room, the door open. And, you know, even the whole Will Wheaton thing <laughs> coming at the end of the season, you know, so much that they threw in that, you know, we might never hear about again. So there you have it. So this is a question for John. What do the characters in Star Trek, why well, do, excuse me, the characters in Star Trek carry those small cylindrical suitcases when they go away? What does it even mean? <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that? So I don't know the actual answer for it. So. I'm going to say it it was probably just, you know, prop guys had to come up with something and say, they said, there you go. But, <laughs> you, you know, when you're in the military, like you don't you don't travel heavy, you travel light. You got to be ready to move. Right. So I'm assuming this this Starfleet is a military operation. Like if they have anything that's going to be that will not fit in there, then it needs to be left. Number one. Number two, I feel like maybe there's some kind of storage system on shuttle pods and and small ships and all that that contains those cylindrical cases so it's easier to transport back and forth you don't have overhead bins that you can't fit everything in and yeah you know what i mean so i would assume if i was a writer that's kind of how i would explain it i don't know what you got maybe those things has a built-in transporter buffer that all the big stuff goes (laughs) (laughs) cal did you have any thoughts on this Mm, maybe they shrank everything down using PIM particles and put it in the cylinder See, case. See, now we're crossing franchises here. Indeed. <laughs> See, what, what, what you have to remember, though, we're talking about a time where you have everything is replicated and then recycled. Yeah, true, true. So what all do you really need to bring with you going somewhere? Maybe it's a tiny replicator. I like it. Can I, I give like a more it. philosophical answer here? Okay. Well, first is just a prop. But maybe in the spirit of Gene Roddenberry, that in the future we would evolve into a society that didn't have the need for things and stuff. Uh, so, you know, uh, other than uh, Luxana Troy, of course, and in, in her uh, s- servant man character. <laughs> but other than that, uh, you know, maybe it's just like what the future is. I mean, things aren't as important as they used to be. Hey, let me throw a, a a side question in for you that you we don't have listed. <laughs> Just list? a little trivia. Let's have it. Okay. So, what is one other Trek character we've seen pack heavy? Ah, uh, I want to say the Grand Nagus. True. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that, but yeah. Was it the Grand Nagus? I I can't. I want to say the Grand Nagus, but I can't. I can't help help us out here. So Grand Nagus did, but that big same thing as Loxana's Troy. He got that tall, big, silent helper that carries everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazingly coincidental. But anyway, um, I was thinking of Neelix. 
Now, and given there's a couple of times he did go somewhere and he just took the little thing, especially as the final episode. Well, the last episode he was on Voyager when Tuvok danced, he's just carrying the, the cylinder. But I know it's the time they were moving. They had to go live in the cells of the ship or something. And he was like, he had to take his pillow and he had his herbs <laughs> and he had his pet and he had his yeah. stuffed animal and his favorite <laughs> blanket. And they had to make him put stuff back. Um, and there was another situation where he was carrying stuff and somebody stopped to help him. I think Tuvok or somebody stopped to help him. And he like gave Tuvok all the bags and he took one. So that's a good and one. And another one is Flocks. Flocks always had to take all his pets. Mm, wow. Look at going deep on us. <laughs> There's a reason he's called the chick story in here, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it means so I have no life. <laughs> one of you went deep. One of you went philosophical. I've got to throw in some kind of question. So I'm going to throw in a science question that I want you to apply to Star Trek logic. Ready? Let's have it. So would you all agree that wind, for the most part, is not tangible? Now, it can have a force, et cetera, and so forth. But for the most part, you can't touch the wind, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So if we're in agreement there, then how can one, and I'm going to refer, refer back to something both of you said, if that is not tangible being wind, how can one shoot it? <laughs> how can you shoot the breeze if you can't touch the wind? Well... If you're shooting Breeze at Breeze, <laughs> it will poof. Yeah. poof. So every time we talk, we're releasing wind. <laughs> and wind can tangibly interact with wind. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> and Kyle got his dad joke in. Thank you. Touche, sir. Touche. Was, and, you know, I like the video because I was sitting here watching you as I was talking, Clarence. And I was going like, he's thinking, oh, God, here he goes again. <laughs> Shoot me now. Shoot me now. Uh, uh, let's get into some common phrases. What is the most commonly used phrase in Star Trek? Does mm. anybody know? Does anybody think they know, first of all? Well, I know what everybody's going to say, and I'm going to tell you it's not right. Beat me up, Scotty. Yeah. Because do you know that was never actually said? Really? There were some variations on it. It said Scotty transport or Scotty. I think he said Scotty energize or beam me up. But the words beam me up, Scotty was never mentioned. It's it's, (laughs) it's sort of like the uh, the Star Wars thing. um, Luke, I'm your father or something like that. Yeah. You know, like those words weren't actually said that Mm -hmm. way. You know, what is that called? The Mandela effect? Mandela effect. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, barring that phrase, I would say, <laughs> what was it? Okay, so I remember a while back I was reading like a funny excerpt of Trick, and they were saying the most common, it was just some, well, I guess a stab at Trick writing. And I think they said it must be some kind of was the most common phrase in Trick. Because uh-huh. every time they see something, it must be some kind of whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was something like that. I don't remember. So uh, I guess other than that, computer. Computer. Yeah, that's yeah. That's one. Yeah. So we have a little list here and I'm not going to give the numbers because that will take too long, but I will run through the phrases I've had written down here. We have on screen and like you just said, some kind of. Oh, it is on there. Yeah, it's on <laughs> there. <laughs> some kind of. That's all right. Some kind of. You have I, sir. You have yes, sir. Captain's log. Uh, standard orbit. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. And you have. Wow. I'm a doctor, not a. 
but that was only 13 times. <laughs> Red alert, make it so, shields up, engage. So, yeah. Yeah, so a good little list there. So, you know what I, What surprises me? That uh, please state the nature of the medical emergency will be on that list. Yeah. Considering it's only said by one character on one series. But wouldn't you think that he said it a lot more than <laughs> I, I know we weren't giving numbers, but a lot more than less than 50 times. Yeah, well, it was it was 33 times. I, I thought he well, said it way more. You're I right, did too. Well, you have to remember as after a certain point. He st- he was allowed to turn himself on and off. Yeah. So he no they no longer had to come in and activate the doctor. Only time he said that is when they come and say activate the emergency medical hologram, and then that's when he would come up. Then he would just pre-program to say that. So after a certain point in Voyager, he was just always on. Yeah. And again, it's like the thing like once you hear it, you kind of infer it sometimes when you're like, oh, right. that's going in the back of your head every time you uh you see him pop on screen. So. Yes, that's a pretty good question. I like that one. You know what I would expect to be a lot? What's that? I'm a doctor, nada. I'm seeing you showing that only 13 times. And I guess he didn't say that a lot. But as much as we talk about it or that's said, you know, you think he said that all the time. Yeah, it just kind of goes to show how much those TOS episodes have been rewatched and rewatched over the years, you know. Um, But certainly seems like it's been a lot more than that. And I wonder if part of that where we're hearing that is how those things have seeped into pop culture. Yes. And we've yes. heard it over and over in pop in pop culture. On t-shirts and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So Okay. So I think if you uh yeah. You can YouTube some kind of Star Trek <laughs> uh-huh. and they have like a hodgepodge of supercuts of every time that was said in Star Trek. It's hilarious. That's where oh, I got that from. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so just when y'all have time, look that up. <laughs> I'll try to drop that in the show notes if I can uh, get that link from John. That's, that's cool. And yeah, I guess we'll just kind of end off with one last question. I guess this might be might not be the best one to end on, but someone asked the question, what actors from Star Trek The Next Generation's main cast are still alive? So I think the answer to that one is pre- pretty easy for the main cast, and that would be all of them, right? All the ones starring in Picard season three. Yeah, most of them. Is are it starring. all of yeah. them? I think all of them are still alive, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, the main characters. Yes. 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 Other than Major Barrett is. Oh, not? the computer voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. he's not alive. But other than that, um, I think everybody is is still alive. I forgot about her, actually, sadly enough. And I kind of want to parlay that into a discussion on and just talk about, like, what actors have passed in Star Trek that we may or may not be aware of. Funny enough, well, not funny, I guess, but a lot of the TOS actors, they're unfortunately leaving us slowly, but more than you would expect is still around. I think William Shatner just celebrated a new birthday. 90, what? Four ninety three. He's something up there, like that. man. Yeah, he's and he's still riding horses. And <laughs> Duty has a show that's not far from here in um, Lubbock, and mm-hmm. I thought I thought about going, but like no. <laughs> but Kyle, we we've seen uh, the chat yes. in person, haven't we? Yes, indeed, nice. we have. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but just um, a few notables that have passed that I really constantly think about. Uh, I think just Anton Yelchin, the new Chekhov for the new mm-hmm. movies. It was really sad, you know, how he died. And we haven't had really had another movie since since that happened from the, the new Abrams verse cast. So that's Kelvin. So that's really <laughs> sad. 
But yeah, we have, of course, Aaron Eisenberg is not here from DS9 fame. Rene Aljabanois is not here any longer. Sad. Uh, one. Just, sad one. just sad stuff, man. There's another one. Uh, who uh, else? What? It was another Ferengi. Really? Wasn't it? Maybe. Or maybe. I know um, from DS9, I think Admiral Ross has passed. The actor for that is gone. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, more than you would think. Uh, there's a list, and I'll try to drop the link in the show. What note. about Kai Wynn's character? Oh, she re- she died last year, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, yeah, she that's did. what I thought. And, of course, um, uh, Cisco's dad has passed. Uh, mm, Brock Peters I didn't know that. as well. So, yeah, man, it's just, um, wow, okay. Um, was it their mom, Ishka? Who's mom? DS9? Is Ishka their mom? Uh, no, uh, Who's mom? Uh, uh, um, uh, wow. Not, uh, <laughs> oh, the Ferengis. Yeah, 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 uh, their mom. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That may have been what I'm thinking about. It's, I have to forgot her name. Moogie. Moogie, yeah, Moogie. Moogie. That's why, I, yeah, Moogie. Moogie. <laughs> I think that actor has passed. Um, Moogie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was another. Well, I thought it was another Ferengi. I didn't know it. Yeah, but, you know, not a lot of the original series here. It's fortunate, really fortunate that they're able to even make or have made this last season of Picard with all of the original cast yes. um, coming back because that almost seemed like an impossibility, which, you know, not that long ago, I guess. <laughs> but, 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 you know, age d- doesn't necessarily have to be the factor there. You know, look at, you know, Anton. He yeah. was not, you know, it's it's circumstances and anytime you have more than one or two actors in an ensemble, getting them back together over a X period of time is amazing if that can happen. Yeah. So can you can we put it? I mean, would you say a lot? It had a lot to do with the times we're living in and how healthy overall uh, uh, mm. population we were. So in the Enterprise days, I mean, smoking and drinking wasn't really a bad thing. That happened more often than not. I mean, coming around TNG times, I think, is when the population overall was more focused on health. That's when you had the, uh, what's the guy in the Richard, Richard what's his name? Yeah, like, I mean, that's around the time he was big. I mean, a lot of things were big then. Yoga was getting big. Eating healthy, vegetarian. Yeah, well, we also had an epidemic during the 80s, too, so you had that as well. Well, well, just think about what you just said, Jonathan. Back in the time of Star Trek and in the the 50s and the 60s, a lot of your TV shows, their sponsors, you know, were um, the Marlboro Company or whatever it was, you know, some type of tobacco company. And the characters all smoked. Right. Yeah, but I don't think we have to, you know, belabor the point on this. It's just um, if you could find, I'll put the link in the show notes actually for this this page that I have of actors that have passed. It's very sad. Kind of a somber note to end the podcast on, actually. <laughs> right? Why did I end with that question? Why did no, I? <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin it back to a positive for you. These are people who have contributed in some way or another to a franchise that we all three love, and we're just honoring what they have. You know, yeah. given to that tapestry of what we all know and love. So there you go. Yeah. So I, I think what we're going to do going, going forward is I'm going to try to pick one person that has passed in Trek's history. And I'll try to highlight one person a month. I'll make that my task for this year to pick somebody that, you know, is not forgotten, certainly, but 
just to highlight them and you know kind of appreciate them for the work they've done i'll try to i'll try to span all series and <laughs> do it so so and i want to throw something out there i'm going to start something here with a regular thing i do at the end of every show i'm just going to put out a a call to all of our listeners and um but let's just start a buzz we want avery brooks to make a cameo somewhere <laughs> i just have to see captain cisco in the new trick somewhere oh man gotta be i won't keep calling for that every episode i know it's not gonna happen but yeah and john i'm gonna say this um i know you weren't here for our last review due to watching Uh-oh. them boys but <laughs> don't remind me them cowboys but 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 i wanted to kind of throw it out there to you it is a question do you think maybe we got a justification for the homogenous ships at the end of season one of picard by by what happened in the finale of Prodigy with all the ships being destroyed and maybe we just had to rebuild and to do so quickly, all the ships had to look the same. And that's why in Picard season one, at the end, all the ships were kind of the same model. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> you know what? I'll go with that too. <laughs> Listen, Picard has enough to do and to throw that into them like that. They need that easy way out anyway. <laughs> so we'll give them that. The we'll animated show was able to do it and they could do it. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I I didn't really notice that in Picard. It didn't stick out much. But now that you've saying, you're saying it, <laughs> I'm going to see it. Well, guys, with that, if you are listening and have any comments about anything we've talked about or, you know, didn't think our answer, the answering of our questions was good enough or to your, uh, you know, very highly trained trick eye. Please send that in to fans at DiscussingTrek.com or hit us up at DiscussingTrek on any and all social medias for feedback. We will be back with Trek Trivia next week. If you want to watch ahead, we're going to be reviewing the finale of Voyager Endgame Parts 1 and 2 on next week. So if you want to watch ahead, and I know you've already seen it a hundred times already, but if you want to watch ahead with us, go ahead and, and check that out and be ready for the upcoming review. And as always, you can send feedback to the aforementioned spots. And until next time, live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to discussingtrek.com slash subscribe. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.